Hey, it is uh, Monday, Monday afternoon, a new week, but the same old BBC, which is the Brent Broadcasting Channel. That makes me Brent Leary, and welcome to another week of programming. <sighs> Man, I think I've been in this room for about a year straight now, but you know, the sun is out and uh, it's uh, spring is sprung, so I'm actually feeling pretty good about this, and I'm actually really feeling good about talking to my first guest of the week, Chanel Wheeler. Chanel is uh, is a design expert. She she is really good at being creative and putting design into practical things like websites and logos and all sorts of things. And she's been helping me, and I need a whole lot of help in this area, with some of the things I'm doing. So Chanel, thank you for joining me. Thank you for allowing me to be here. I'm excited. No, no, I'm I'm really happy that you're here too, uh, because I know we're going to be talking about things that are on a lot of people's mind around branding and logo design and creating things that look good and getting people to get to your content. So this is a very important conversation. Now, I wanted to start it off with I saw this uh, this quote from a, a really wise person, and I think it's kind of sets the, st the, the stage for for our conversation. So let me pop this up on the screen. Whoa, <laughs> that was quick. There it is. Now this wise person said, brand does not equal logo. Then she said, brand does not equal logo. And then finally she said, brand does not equal logo. And that wise person is Chanel Wheeler. Uh, so let me get rid of this so we can actually see you again. And so let me ask my first question is, uh, so uh, Chanel, um, does brand equal logo? Uh, according to that wise person, <laughs> yeah. I was wondering who you're going to pull up there. So that was, that was a good one. <laughs> so, so tell us what, what's going on. Do, do you see a lot of people confuse brand with logo and, and why are they not the same thing? Yeah, I see it used. Uh, very synonymously, synonymously with logo or visual identity uh, a lot. I think people kind of associate brand with just like something visual, the colors, the the fonts, the logo. Um, but really, it's a lot more than that. And I think that's where a lot of people get tripped up at and aren't really um, taking brand seriously for their company because they don't realize that brand is a collective of things. It's not just uh, the visual identity, but it's also... Uh, the culture, it's your core values, it's your experiences uh, with your customers uh, internally, it's your personality, it's your messaging, and it's a visual identity, which is represented by the logo and those other uh, factors. But it's a collective of all those things that uh, actually create a perception. So brand is not the logo, but brand is actually a perception uh, that others uh, feel about your company. So whether that's your customers or the market or whoever, uh, the perception is what your brand is shaping. And so that is shaped by many different things, not just the visual aspect. So when you talk about brand, you know, there's, you know, there's personal branding. A lot of people are really focused on that um, quite a bit. And then there's more of the corporate identity kind of style of branding. And you, that's where you focus on a lot. Uh, matter of fact, you also talk about rebranding and that's something I think is really interesting. So you actually led an, a really successful effort for a company called Terminus, which is local here in the Atlanta area. But they're really, I mean, they're, they were an up and coming company and they were 
really kind of leading the charge for this thing that everybody is now everybody kind of knows is account-based marketing abm but when they first got started that was like a whole new thing i mean a lot of people did not know that acronym they, they kind of knew what it kind of meant but they really didn't know right. so so you had kind of a challenge of this company that is starting to get a lot of attention because they were doing a really good job evangelizing that abm uh, term. And so they became almost anonymous with that term. And then they decided it was time for them to do a rebrand. Uh, and I, I'm guessing, and I, maybe you can talk to this, because that term started getting a whole new bunch of eyeballs on the company that, and their, their kind of their profile was rising. They felt, well, maybe we need to make sure that our brand is at the right point for this kind of this new wave of eyeballs and exposure that we're getting because of how good a job we've done uh, with evangelizing account-based marketing. So why don't you take us through kind of what rebranding is and, and when is the right time for somebody to rebrand, in particular, like a corporate identity with, where a company is like a young company, they, they hit the mark they start getting more attention and they think, well, maybe are we ready for the big time? Maybe we need to do a rebranding at this point. Yeah, sure. So I think there's uh, two ways you can look at it. Uh, you can do a, a rebrand or you can do a brand refresh and it's a slight difference. Uh, but a rebrand is basically like kind of like a comprehensive change. So something in your business changed to where you need to change the perception of how people are now viewing you. So uh, maybe you actually change the name of your company. That's a pretty big deal. So you need to rebrand. Maybe your products and services change dramatically. And so now what you were doing, how you represented yourself before isn't working now. Uh, maybe your brand is just totally outdated. and It's just not up with the times or technology or something like that. Or maybe something happened like an acquisition or something in that nature. So that requires a kind of like a full overhaul or a more comprehensive kind of change in order to now pivot and have the market uh, be able to um, kind of perceive you in a different way that will help you to grow or to hit that revenue goal or whatever the case may be. A brand refresh is similar, but it's not a complete overhaul. Maybe you don't need to change everything, but uh, you need to update your, your visuals or your messaging in order to, to kind of get to that next level like Terminus did. Uh, we didn't have to change everything at the time when I was there, um, but it was at a point where, like you said, um, there were a lot of eyeballs on the company and uh, there were a lot of products and services being offered and, and growing in the company that just weren't reflected by the way the company was representing itself. And at the time, you know, usually startups are like really, you know, small and scrappy when they start. So it was like probably four years in and uh, we had this kind of fun superhero theme and some things were consistent, some, some things weren't. Um, but to kind of mature to that next level and really like, uh, be able to open yourself up to another level of customers or or market. You kind of need to show yourself as a more mature company to to do those things, to raise more money, whatever the case may be. And so that was why we did the rebrand in order to be able to kind of get to that next level. So you you, you can rebrand when let's say you're doing like a new product offering and and that might be taking you into a new direction and opening up to a new audience, a new product or a new service, something like that. Or what if it's uh you know like you said with Terminus, it, it seemed to me like, you know, they were at an inflection point almost, you know, what do, do we, do we put the metal down and go for it all? And that includes the, you know, kind of the refresh and the rebrand or 
you do we do something else? When is the right kind of moment? And and what are the first steps to it? Because it sounds like it's more than just a new logo, of course, because absolutely, you know, branding is not a logo. Uh, but <laughs> it also is like cultural, and you know, and and what do you have to do from uh, that aspect in order for a rebranding to actually be successful? Yeah, so I think you have to really be introspective, especially leadership, and really ask yourself like, if we stay exactly the same way, will we be able to grow? Like, will will we be able to reach those goals if we just continue to operate in this manner? Because even if you're not necessarily uh, going in the right direction, but you haven't defined uh, who you are as a company, you don't have uh, certain values that the company can rally behind the employees. Um, you don't have a certain type of differentiation that really helps you to stand out from your competition, especially in a saturated market. Um, if you don't put your stake in the ground in some way, you're kind of uh, kind of allowing your brand perception to be kind of shaped by just kind of randomness, like you're not really being intentional about it. And the thing that, about brand that I think people have a misconception about is that, you know, it's something visual, it's just messaging or whatever. We'll do it later when we get to it. Uh, we won't have to worry about that right now. That's just defined by, you know, the brand department, the marketing department. But really, your perception is being shaped all the time, whether you intend, if you're intentional or not. So whether you're trying to shape it or not, people still have a certain perception of you and uh, you know, I think it's it's a good time to change when you know that that perception uh, may not be uh, up to par, or up to standard or going in a direction that will help optimize your growth and uh, just the direction you're going as a company. What when does the discussion start when you, you start thinking, wow, do, do we need to do this or should we do this? How does that that whole thing start? Because. I can see if it's if you're not doing a new product or a new whatever, uh, but there are issues, issues and challenges to your current corporate identity or the way that your your uh, company is perceived. That could be jarring in in a sense that, geez, what, what are we doing wrong? What do we need to do or, or what's the challenge ahead of us? How do we you know, how does this even take place? But when does that discussion start? Uh, to really get serious when you're not doing something like a new product or a new service, but it's something is not going the way it should be. Yeah. I mean, I think it could be a kind of organic thing where you kind of, you notice things here and there and maybe it's leadership or whoever, and you kind of know that there's not as much consistency as I like it to be, or uh, we're not really as strong in this area as we could be. It could be, you know, kind of gradual or it could be, hey, we're trying to raise this next series of investments. Like we need to really step up our game or um, something that something that you're working towards, some type of North Star that you feel like if we just present ourselves in this way, we, kind of, we might be gambling. You know, we need to actually get it together and put a stake in the ground and say, this is who we are and really level up. Um, and so I think, you know that just like in my situation at, at Terminus, uh, the CEO at the time approached us and said, you know, we need to, we need to, you know, kind of make this make this change. And I kind of knew it in my heart, too, uh, because uh, we had been doing well. Um, but there were some areas where consistency and the visual identity and messaging wasn't always necessarily there. Um, and then, you know, with the the superhero content, I think it was very fun for the time. But maybe uh, because the customers were the heroes, but maybe that concept kind of started kind of making 
the companies seem a little bit more juvenile than they would like to have felt just because of the, you know, the fun visuals in, in that case. So um, I think there's lots of indicators that tell you that, you know, in order for us to keep up with the big boys over there or make reach this next goal or whatever it is, or you just know, if you know, you just, you just can see that there's some inconsistencies you know, someone's got to at some point take the veil and be like, look, we, we got to do this. And it's hard because, you know, you're about to put yourself into a whole bunch of work, but hmm. it'll be worth it if you do it correctly, which is really important. So how is uh, success measured when when you're doing a rebranding effort? Well, brand is always one of those hard kind of directions because it's kind of like uh, it's not as scientific as like, you know, hitting a sales number or or, you know, if you believe in leads, like doing that type of stuff. Of course, we didn't believe in leads because we were account-based marketing uh, at the time. <laughs> but, um, I think that, like, I definitely could see from the change that uh, there was just a certain energy that was increased in the company to know that you had the solid identity behind you. I think that uh, from there, you can feel more confident in pitching your products, pitching your sales. I think that uh, I know for a fact that we saved the company a lot of uh, money from doing it internally. So I know that money was saved in that regard. And I think that uh, even though I can't put a number on how much money uh, revenue it brought to the company or anything like that, um, I know that it had a great impact on uh, kind of increasing that perception of us, of, of, of Terminus, like growing into that next level stage of a company. So it's kind of hard to quantify sometimes with, with numbers, but you can definitely see its impact throughout different areas of the business for sure. Well, I mean, for me, I, I had known about Terminus and I, and I wasn't introduced to you until after you had already gone through that exercise, but I noticed a difference in there in, in kind of a perception just by, you know, I thought that the design you did was really nice, you know, but it also matched, you know, kind of a growing perception of who the company was. And like I said, it wasn't just term, you know, it's terminus, but terminus is actually kind of leading the effort in evangelizing the whole ABM market. So it's like you rebranded terminus, but that rebrand also kind of showed off a little bit on uh, what ABM was. And I think that that's why I was really curious about, you know, the timing of when they decided to do it and, and, you know, what made them jump. I, I thought, you know, just me personally, I was wondering, Wow, I wonder if because of the way that they evangelize ABM and and how that term took off, and that must have brought some additional attention to them. I wonder if that's why they said, "Hey, you know, we may need to step it up a little bit and, and take advantage of some of all this uh, attention we're starting to get because we did a good job of evangelizing what ABM was." Yeah, I think you're right about that, and I think also when you have a certain uh, certain goals in mind of of acquisition and growing the growing the company in certain ways, uh, you know, you just need to if you want to stand out as that leader. Uh, they were they were already doing that, but then having your your messaging, how you're talking, how your employees are talking, how you're relaying your messaging through your website and your collateral, and just the way you look and first impressions, all that stuff actually really matters. And so, if you're going to stand up and be a leader, then you have to be a leader in all those ways. So, yeah, I agree with you. Okay, I got a question from uh, my buddy here, Alan Berkson. How did you get the sales team on board with the new branding? Yeah, that's a great question. So part of the process of the rebranding is definitely 
starting with the right mindset of the company and getting key stakeholders on board to know that this is what we're about to do. And so um, in the beginning, before we even started executing the actual tactical things, uh, we had to go through a planning and discovery process where we included all the different kind of leaders in different areas of the business. So from sales and marketing product. Um, and they were always actually excited about it because I think they knew that it needed to happen too. So I think when you keep that kind of holistic uh, mindset of the brand isn't just uh, the visual part, but it's the core values. It's the experiences that you create with your customers. Uh, it's the experience that you create within the employees. It's the personality. It's the messaging. It's all that stuff together. And part of that messaging does go into sales collateral, like the sales deck and the company overview and things like that. So if you know that it's going to touch everyone in the company, everyone can get invested. And if, if it's for the betterment of that area of the, of the, of the company, like sales, um, they should be on board with that because we're trying to make things better. We're not trying to make it more difficult, we're trying to help you to sell easier by having a clear message. How collaborative an experience is a rebranding effort and and how early do you get the people involved that are a part of it? It's extremely collaborative. You, you definitely cannot do a rebrand in the silo uh, unless you want a lot of people to be mad at you. Uh, <laughs> you surprises. It definitely needs to be something that you're continuously getting buy-in throughout every stage. And basically, um, through this process, I've realized that there's really six main stages that you need to go through in your brand reprocess. And this isn't something that uh, I just made up off the top of my head. I, I I'm a experienced, I'm a certified project management professional. So I've been doing that. I've had that certification for six years now. And so a lot of the things that I did in the rebrand came from frameworks and processes from Project Management Institute. And so they're tried and true uh, processes. And so the first thing you gotta do is just identify why you need to rebrand. So those things I mentioned earlier, like the name change or products and services or something like that. Then you've got to actually plan out the project. Then you've got to discover the insights that are going to guide you in figuring out what things you need to change, like messaging and design. Uh, then you're going to actually execute the work. Then you're going to launch the new brand. And then you're going to roll out all the things that you weren't able to launch on launch day. Just keep on rolling out those priority items to continue to change what it did look like from now the new present brand. And so you got to be collaborative from day one, uh, just getting buy-in from CEO leadership saying, you know, this is what we're doing. We need you guys to be involved in discovering the insights and giving us your opinion, your thoughts on things. You, it's, it's from the beginning. You have to be collaborative from the very beginning. And when you, let's say you have the same product, but you want to go to a different marketer, for example, you know, in, in the software industry, uh, one of the traditional paths is a company starts out and they kind of start with a product aimed at a small and mid-sized market. And then they get to a point where they want to go upstream and they want to go to the enterprise. Is that a rebrand or a refresh? I think that might be a refresh because it's just um, trying to trying to touch that one, that one stream or that one product line. Uh, Cause you may not need to necessarily change everything about the company, but maybe it's just in that area that you need to kind of level up. Um, but I think it just kind of involves like, how are we going to position ourselves? Um, what is our unique proposition in the market? Um, how do we, how are we differing from our competition? Let's audit and see what we've already done. 
uh, what was successful with our last product line, which what wasn't successful. It's kind of like you have to kind of really be introspective and really um, be honest about what what you want to do, what worked, what didn't work, and what do you want to do moving forward. So I think that sounds mm-hmm. more like a, re- a refresh. Okay. And uh, one more question. I got a surprise for you, but I have one more question before the surprise. Um, so how different is a branding or rebranding for a corporate identity than it is for a personal identity? Oh man. I mean, I think the core of what you're trying to do is the same because you're still trying to shape a certain perception that you can't control people how they feel about you, but you can shape it in a certain direction. I think both are trying to do that. Even for your personal brand, you're you're trying to shape a certain perception or reputation about yourself so that you can hit a certain goal for yourself. Um, but really, uh, you know, actually, I lost, ask me that question again. I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> That's OK. Uh, no, I was just wondering what how different is a corporate oh, okay. rebrand or brand than it is doing this for a personal idea, like a one man or a small yeah. startup person? That kind of thing. How diff- how different a branding effort is it for the big guys versus the little guys? Yeah, the concept is similar, but the effort is a lot different. And it's a lot more um, with the corporate experience because, um, you know, if you're a company that's already like, you know, you've already got $10 million in revenue, you've already established a team, you have a marketing team, you've got a sales team, you know, there's a lot more at stake when you try to make this big shift versus a person that is the individual you know, you, you may just be impacting yourself or maybe your your small group of customers. I don't know what the size may be, but when you are doing a corporate effort, uh, it takes a lot more collaboration. You have to kind of make sure that you're staying in contact with all the important stakeholders at all times to make sure that uh, you're getting buy-in and that they are agreeing this is the right direction. Uh, you have to be able to manage people and timelines and budgets and and put out fires and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And you have to be able um, to be able to successfully get the the team energized and the team could be, I don't know, it could be a hundred people. It could be 200 people versus just a one person um, that has to be kind of their mind has to shift the shift. The the shift has to call, it has to go through a whole bunch of people in a corporate experience. And so it definitely takes a lot of intentionality and effort to be able to organize that, launch that, make sure that everything kind of, flips the switch and changes across all your social media profiles, across your collateral, across your website, that people know how to speak about the company, company confidently about what changed. Uh, all that kind of stuff is is a lot to, to, to undertake. So I think it's a bigger effort. All right. Let me just uh, throw up. Uh, yes, Alan, refresh. So Alan is pointing that out with you. Notice there's a little TM in the, in the top. I see uh, that. His company, uh, Freshworks, their oh. annual event is called Refresh. Right. So there it is, Alan. You got your, your trademark. Although I don't know <laughs> if you can actually trademark that or not. Okay. So what if somebody comes to you, like a, a guy, and he has like this catchy uh, like nickname, like, I don't know, something like the the Maven of Mar- <laughs> MarTech or the Maverick of MarTech or some kind of catchy name that he wants to use as his brand. What are the things? Well, what? What I? Why don't I just say this? Why don't I just bring this guy in here? And just, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 
what 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 i always get your nickname is it the maverick or the maven or well, it's funny because you know my first name everyone like tries like five times so why not <laughs> nickname also be something that someone tries five times and besides you know everybody who tries different things i could maybe there's something better it's the Midas of Martek, but uh, the you know, Midas of Martek. You know, Martek. I'm like Alan. I'm not going to go around TMing that or anything. But, uh, <laughs> it is something that's worthwhile. Hey, Alan. Hi, Chanel. How you doing? Hey, Midas. I've never called you that before. <laughs> you know that story does not end well, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to bring uh, on and on, uh, or do do we call you Midas or on? no? No, no, no. We don't call me Midas. We call me. Midas. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I had to bring on on and on because I would have never have met. Uh, Chanel, if it weren't for Anand, and and the, the I asked him, so it would be a good somebody that would be good at you know helping me do some design, some logo stuff, and your name was the uh, the immediate first thing that came to his mind, and so I uh, I have to give him a lot of credit because he was absolutely right, <laughs> and, but I want Anand to come on and talk about your your experience because you know you've been working with her longer than I have. Uh, talk about it from the stand, standpoint of what caught your attention and, and why did why did Chanel do what she did for you? And yeah, did it so you well. know, I, I didn't know Chanel that much longer than I introduced <laughs> you. I mean, it, it that tells you like how instantaneous, right? Like I got to find, like I work with a lot of people, like, you know, I come from the marketing tech space, lots of marketing operations, analytics, really understanding, you know, how does a company and a brand kind of really operate and show its true colors that it's trying to portray, right? And I think one of the things that ends up happening is, uh, and I think you both discussed this earlier, there's a level of maturity that you need to present uh, as maybe your company grows or perhaps as the in industry overall changes its conversation. So you need to have a brand that matches who you are authentic, authentic, uh, authentically, as well as you know, the level of complexity or knowledge or industry expertise, right? So, you know, the work that she did it. Yeah, you know, I followed Terminus for a long time. I was, you know, certainly helping them, you know, figure out the lightning in the bottle. And then I attracted a lot of attention from some other people and had to go away for a little while and then came back, uh, you know, to, to you know, came back in terms of just paying attention to what's going on in the space. And I was like, who did this? And so I asked a mutual friend of ours, Lauren, like, who did this refresh, like, or this rebrand? Um, you know, I know you call it refresh. I think it's a rebrand and we can discuss that another day, but you know, they, they really did need to change their posture, right? When you change your posture, you're changing a lot of things about yourself. And it's also the level of degree of what you think your product's delivering in terms of you know, to the customer. It's not just a quick widget. It's a mature platform, right? So there's a big change there. And so she introduced me to Chanel and I was like, uh, okay, great. You know, I'd love to, you know, I was thinking about doing some branding myself and of course, and I've worked with a number of agencies in the past with other brands and other companies and people, you know, to even do my own personal thing. And I know I'm very hard to work with, particularly when it comes to branding. No, he's not. So, well, Chanel makes it easy. She is my <laughs> Sherpa, right? So, um, but, <laughs> but it's difficult because I've gone, I've seen all the BS and it's hard for someone to pay attention, listen, and then knock something out of the park. And I had a piece of collateral that I was using as a kind of a marker to say, all right, let's, let's start with this piece. Cause I was thinking about doing something more robust with it, which was, you know, sort of a lifetime of wisdom that I've created lifetime as if I've loved like 50 years or something. But anyway, my <laughs> length of my career time of, you know, paying attention to who the, you know, most, uh, growth leaders and who the you know most successful growth leaders are and how we've made like significant investments in them. And there's a piece that's out there and there was this, I wanted to be, you know, create a piece of collateral that might be something extensive. 
And in one try, okay, this was 15 minute conversation, maybe 30, because I tend to ramble, ramble, as you know. And and literally maybe a few days later, she throws back some, uh, you know, some uh, storyboards and some, you know, initial drafts. And I was like, this is it. Right. So I think one of the best things about what I love about Chanel and certainly, you know, any brand, anybody who's like thinking about working with someone with a brand really needs to listen and think about something about what they're trying to do, what they're trying to accomplish. Right. I, I said keywords like, I'm a minimalist person. Like I don't have anything incredibly robust or complex, but I do love eye-catching things that have, you know, certain elements that are very eye-catching. And I wanted to be a little out of the box thinking about how do you, you know, narrate some of those pieces or those sections of that piece of content. And she nailed it perfectly in that first time. So obviously I fell in love in a very different way, obviously. And, uh, you know, she's been certainly my go-to in terms of referrals and other places to go. Uh, but I think one of the things that I, you know, certainly absolutely love about Chanel is that she's very much a, a Sherpa. I mean, she truly tries to not only guide you through things, but she also helps you understand what brand really means as you go through the process, right? It's not just, okay, let me get you a new look and feel. And this is part of the reason why I'm always like, okay, refresh is one thing, but a rebrand really is something else. But, you know, if you really want to have someone who can connect who you're talking to with who you are and be able to make that kind of a connection, it was something that, you know, Chanel guides you through too. So um, I know I missed a little bit of the conversation in the beginning, but uh, I, I appreciate the, you know, the teaching, the guru, you know, in, in you in terms of helping me or other people in terms of what to do in that. And right now Chanel's like, Obviously, she's producing stuff way ahead of what I could actually potentially maximize its potential. And I know she's done that for other clients. And this is what you know really got my attention in the first place. So I'm glad to see you wow. on it. Too kind. You guys, you guys made my made my whole week. Just <laughs> so you say, uh, so you know, uh, you know, other than that, Anand, is 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 that it? Or no, I'm just <laughs> Well, I think what's, you know, if, I, if I may make one comment, I mean, I think one of the things that's incredibly important about brand is that not only do we talk about maturity, but we're also talking about it needs to go hand in hand with your level of execution. Right. So you know, if you can't if you, there's that phrase, right, uh, to build trust, you need to do what you say and say what you do. And part of that, that's what the brand I feel like that's my definition of what brand really means. And part of that is you know, what kind of, how you're developing those relationships, which is always my key word. Um, so not only are you trying to present yourself in the beginning, and I think you mentioned this consistency across the board. I think that's a very key aspect of how do you consistently, you know, develop that relationship over time? And do you do it, you know, genuinely well, but you also have to respect your customer base by presenting it well, right? Really thinking about, uh, you know, is this easy to look at? Is it easy to absorb? Is it really, you know, attractive? And in today's world, that's some of this stuff is table stakes. You really need to put a good fit forward in order to make a difference, especially if you're fundraising. I mean, after Chanel's refresh, like Terminus raised more money than they did collectively beforehand, uh, you know, because of the, you know, the, the stature that we see today. So then that's certainly together with, you know, the work that she's done with the executive team. So um, you know, brand is more than just look and feel. And, you know, I, I learned that late in life and certainly it's certainly more important than ever. Yeah. You're so late in life on and, you know, it's, yeah, but it's <laughs> I really do but, need to dye my hair with some gray, right? <laughs> which is a gray maybe. No, so Chanel, uh, I think a lot of people do focus on the color and the logos. 
what should they be actually be focused on or what's what's really the thing that maybe besides brand not be, logo not being a brand what what are the other huge kind of misperceptions that people have when they start a branding project yeah that's a great question and and, and thank you again Anand. that was that was so gracious of you i appreciate those kind words um but funny enough after i did the refresh i got a lot of random LinkedIn messages from people doing the same exercise asking me, can they just talk to me for a little bit? And can we, can you just give me some guidance on what do I do first or how do I, I do this? People from uh, United States, Israel, Canada, it was, it was crazy. Um, hmm. And some of the questions that I got was that, you know, should I change this color to this or should I just start working on the logo first? And I was like, well, we need to go back to the business case. Like, what is the problem or the challenges that your company is trying to solve? Because uh, all those tactical things like fonts and typography and, you know, speaking in first per person versus second person, that stuff really isn't important if you if it's you're going to be doing a fetal exercise if you don't really know um, the purpose behind why you're doing all these things. Because the insights from discovering who we want to be, uh, what we're going to be to our community, to our market. All those things will drive the choices that you make in design and messaging. But if you don't know uh, what perception you're trying to change, what what business case you're trying to solve for, uh, if you're not thinking higher level, then all that kind of detailed stuff, you know, really doesn't matter right now. So you can answer those questions. Has the pandemic, you know, we've been in this thing for a year. Has the pandemic um, presented any unique or different challenges for rebranding efforts? I think the pandemic has definitely made a lot of people more introspective and really take a hard look at yourself because, I mean, in some cases you had time because, you know, you were at home and you, you know, you kind of were able, some things kind of slowed down or stopped and you were kind of able to kind of see, uh, you know, is what we're doing, is it on the right path? Are we thinking about uh, maybe social issues or uh, are we thinking about how our products and services actually help solve a problem? Uh, have we gotten off track with uh, what we're doing and why do we really know the purpose behind, you know, what we're doing? And so I think uh, in that regard, maybe it's helped some people really try to, you know, level up on how they're presenting themselves and the perception that they um, are presenting. And then, you know, I think just with, things changing, opening and closing, like you kind of have to pivot and be able to even maybe even change your offering if, you know, you were doing things that were in person, maybe you had to switch to virtual, but all those things, your experiences, your personality, your values, your culture, all that stuff is part of the brand experience. And you have to be able to pivot as things in life change and pivot as well. So yeah, I think it definitely kind of opened some people's eyes up. I'm not sure about everyone, but I think for sure it did for me. Hmm. So this is this has been a great conversation. I've learned a lot. And once again, I'm a client of hers, folks. I mean, she's been great for me. And I, and of course, they learned from like Anand to me. And then, of course, from me to Paul Greenberg and, and another buddy of mine, of course, uh, you know, we we really enjoy working with you and we really appreciate all that. It's, and like Anand said, it's not just uh, you do the things for us you explain why it's important for these things to be done and and i think that education is really a part of the you know the the branding experience for at least for me at least because 
you know, I, I, I know I don't know enough or I don't have the expertise, but it's nice to be able to talk to somebody who does and who can, and, but they also teach, uh, as well as actually deliver. So I really appreciate it. And so where can people learn more about how to get a hold of you? I know you do teaching. I know you have some, you know, custom courses. So why don't you tell folks about those? Yeah. So I, really enjoy working with you both. Uh, and I enjoy uh, helping people to be able to reach their potential and get to that next level. And so what I'm really excited about right now is just empowering people with the process that I went through with Terminus and it being able to do that for their own company. So if you go visit thebrandrestart.com, thebrandrestart.com, all one word, um, that's my upcoming course for helping any type of uh, marketing brand or design leader who has been commissioned by their CEO or leadership to do a rebrand this year and or a refresh. And maybe you're freaking out like, what do I do? How do I get this done? I only have three months or whatever the case may be. Um, I want to be able to empower you with the process that I went through in order to uh, do that, execute that successfully, and also with uh, some pre-made templates and things like that so that you can have the tools to stay organized, manage your project, not worry about what you have to do next, but actually worry about just doing and executing and doing what you do best um, to lead your team. So that's what I want to empower people with the process, because I know there's lots of people who go through the brand, the rebrand process, and it can be very stressful, very overwhelming, uh, but you're not alone. And I want to be able to help guide people through that. So it's a six week course and I hope that I can help some some people who are in these growth stage companies get to that next level, just like I did with Terminus. So yeah, thebrandrestart.com. Awesome. And uh, I know Paul wanted to be to join us. He just got his uh, vaccine shot yesterday. So he's kind of taking it easy. Yeah. But, yeah, but the CRM players, we've had the same logo for like 12 years now. I think it's about time for a refresh. And we'll we'll be calling on you. For <laughs> and it's always good to see the Midas in the house. <laughs> uh oh, you muted yourself. Glad to be here. <laughs> good to see you guys. And it's also it's just nice to be like have the Atlanta collection here. I'm That's right. Usually I'm talking to all sorts of folks, but you know, I, it's always nice to talk to the home team every now and again. So it's great. We but I appreciate like some outcasts or something. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> I should have like hey ya uh, on a fade out or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh, but no, I appreciate both of you being here and I appreciate you guys for checking it out. And uh I'll see you probably later this week. You know, I don't think there's many days that go by without me streaming something or other, but thanks again, and I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks.